You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Hey, Mary, I know you and I have said, and I know some of our listeners have told me personally, stop talking about Donald Trump, okay? Make him go away. I can't. I I I can't do it. I say to myself, please. I actually I'm scheduled tonight. I'm going to a twelve step meeting about Donald Trump. But <laughs> but before I get there, and I'll tell you the one that that got me. I don't know if this is Donald Trump irritating me or the stupidity of the Republican Party. This guy who has been not only accused, indicted, or I guess about to be indicted on variety of mismanagement of money, has had to do settlements. Think of Trump University. Think of the foundation that he was banned after that from having any role in foundation because he was using the money uh, uh, personally. Time after time, he has screwed around with money. And yet, the Republicans are going to sit by while he goes out and says to people, don't send your money to the Republican Party, send it to me, and I'll figure out the best thing to do with it. I'll, I'll distribute it out to others. And I, maybe I missed it, but I don't hear Lindsey Graham or any of these birds saying, wait a minute, that's like a bad idea there. So, you know, we have the continuation of this awful authoritarian cult of personality. Did, did this make you crazy or was it just me? Well, it could have just been you but <laughs> <laughs> because I, I mean, I heard it and I thought, God, he's such a, an idiot or idiot as we, as we'd say in our native, native yeah. tongue. But what was interesting to me about it is it just demonstrates that he is at heart is a brander. And that because when you've branded something, you say, nobody can use my brand. And so to me, his letter said, hey, listen, I got the Donald Trump brand and you're not allowed to use my Donald Trump brand for your own ends. So in the same way that he branded steaks or, you know, um, hotels or anything else, again, his whole presidency was about making money, enhancing his brand. I think he never truly understood what the job was and that he is a public figure. He doesn't own the brand of Donald Trump now once he ran for president. And all those Republicans are within their rights to use the political brand or the political image of, of Donald Trump. I, I think he fundamentally doesn't understand it. But I heard, um, oh gosh, I remember who this was yesterday, some reporter say that he realizes now he liked the job of the presidency more than he thought he did. Now that cracked me up because you know how he used to always say he wanted the job but he didn't want to do the work? And I think at some point he even got to the point like, I don't want this job anymore. Why are they always asking me to fix things? Yeah. 
But now he's like, oh, that was kind of a cool job. It was. <laughs> you know, I could sit up there in uh, the residence dining room and watch the TV if I wanted uh, a sandwich and a Diet Coke. It was easy. I could get it. I mean, that it, it all kind of calls to mind uh, because this is the anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring COVID a pandemic. That was a year ago. Uh, today. And it's also the anniversary of just some legendary moments on videotape of him saying, we've got it all under control. It's going to go away. Don't worry about it. Every, we, get, we were the best, he said this, we were the best prepared nation in the world. Well, in fact, we have had the highest number of deaths of any nation in the world. It just you know, it's such a stark reminder of the fact that the man refused to do the job. He knew what it was, but he would not do it. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think he knew what to do. But the, I think it's a good reminder of where we are a year later, and um, the technocrats are back in power, and they're just getting the job done. People are getting vaccinated. Uh, the, the relief bill is going to pass and that's going to help, you know, on the economic issues. And we can talk about that a little bit. And I have thought in the last week or so, what would we be doing? What kind of mess would we be in if Biden had not run? Because it's not it's Biden's leadership, which we talked about all through the pandemic or all through the last year. Leadership matters. Biden's leadership, but then putting the right people in place to just get the job done. So I don't know if you listen to any uh, day when they have the COVID group on. I don't know what they're called, the COVID task force or whatever. And Oh, no, I have just, seen that. You mean Hollywood Squares? Exactly. I, I, so I looked at the squares up there, and I was trying to say, I want to hear from Paul Lynn. He's <laughs> it's so funny, though. They're like, Blap, 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 blap. Yep. Yep. Blap, 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 blap. And then it's all useful information. It doesn't last very long. And just as an aside, I heard that now people are calling the vaccinations the Fauci ouch. Oh, I <laughs> like that. It was super cute. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. But what's happened to me, I think, is <clears throat> there's news and there is big news. But nobody is sucking the oxygen out of the our civic life in the way that Trump did. And it's really kind of nice. You could go, you know, almost a day and not watch or listen to any TV news at all and be perfectly informed by just reading the Post and the Times. That's like the old days, John. It, it is. You know the image that stays in my mind, because I have been watching that uh, that briefing, very professional, nicely boring, but information we need. Uh, the new CDC guidelines about what people like us, vaccinated people, can do. Very important. And I keep thinking about uh, one event. It was the time when he brings up, you know, putting Lysol in people's bodies, which, I mean, that was bad in <laughs> itself. But do you remember? He turns to his right and, like real chatty, says to the doctors, including Dr. Debbie Burks, uh, and I understand we're going to look at that. We're going to look at trying something like that. Is that right? 
and you can see on her face her rectum like shrinks so <laughs> tight and this awful pinched look on on her face and you know as you listen to him you think no no this moron really means it he wants his doctors to go out and stick Lysol in, in some people. And it, it, I mean, I knew before that he couldn't do the job. But at that moment, I thought he doesn't even have people around him uh, who, who can help him here. And I did think to myself, we're screwed. We are so. T- we, and we yeah. were. But, you know, the contrast is so um, interesting because. You will have Biden come out and say, oh, you know, uh, we're going to release or more vaccines are going to be released into the system or, you know, we're really sad about people dying or whatever it is he talks about, which is like not even memorable as opposed to everything Trump said. And um, and then the experts come out and talk about the reality. The other thing about the Biden folks, which is just stunning to me is how disciplined they are they just won't take the bait so i also have ignored both dr seuss and um mr potato head except today most said to me goes okay what is this seuss thing about i haven't even (laughs) i've ignored it but you know it's it's the um the culture wars it's the politics of grievance that just has overtaken about 40% of the country. But Biden and his people, to their credit, they just don't bite. No. They're like, we have a job to do. We got to get this pandemic under control. We got to get people back to work. Maybe we'll talk about something like that later. But they just don't take the No, bait. they don't. And the bait keeps getting put out there. I One of the ones... Uh, that struck me, a potential presidential candidate is the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, there, which is mm, the unfortunate right. name. And uh, uh, she talked at CPAC and everything. And Christy is uh, leading the effort in South Dakota to make certain that no transgendered, uh, transgendered from males can participate in female high school sports. Uh, she's really pressing this, and you can understand the emergency because no, zero, none transgendered males participate in any female sports in South Dakota. It, just, it doesn't <laughs> exist. A few years ago, there was one, and the uh, kind of high school sports association in South Dakota set up the rather sensible uh, idea that they would review these case by case. Uh, somehow the NCAA, the Olympic Committee have all managed to solve this, but Christie is going to get out there. And of course, why is she going to get out there? Because right along with Potato Head and Dr. Seuss, this is the kind of crap that worries Republicans all the time. Oh my God, you mean my poor daughter might have to compete against some monster six foot seven Harry Burley, fake transgender, who just wants to win a state title. That's what's bothering me. <laughs> and, you know, without spending too much time on that issue, the thing I do think about, and I had someone kind of talk to me about it, where I just didn't even respond, is you must not know teenage kids very well, which you do, John, to think that any teenage kid would fake 
especially a boy, fake being transgender just to play on the girls' soccer team. I raised two boys, competitive boys. <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yes, by the way, I, I just can't imagine that universe where that happened. Yeah. By the way, we need to inform our listeners who may not know them. Mary just made the biggest understatement in the history of this show, calling her boys <laughs> competitive. They're, oh my God. Absolutely. Competitive, but kind and generous. Kind and generous, mm -hmm. nevertheless. <laughs> but it really goes back to your point, the contrast between these, uh, uh, this, these two. You know, the one side just obsessing about potato heads and no facts or background are important to them. There was no committee like the National Committee of Liberal People that exists somewhere <laughs> that came in and canceled Dr. Seuss. That's not true. The estate and the publishing company said, these, these are really out of date. We're gonna pull these six. They're lesser titles anyway. Potato Head did so not change their brand because they were trying to cancel out, out men. They just wanted to be a more inclusive brand. And in case some culture war conservatives are really worried, there still is a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato Head. See if that makes you feel better. But while all that's going on, the Biden administration continues to deliver for the American people. That's disappointing. So it is, and so yesterday, and I don't know if anyone saw it, but you should, you know, get it on YouTube. Uh, Congressman Tim Ryan, who's from Youngstown, Ohio, and is rumored to be wanting to run for Rob Portman's um, seat, Senate seat, if he can get the nomination, the Democrat. He just gave a fiery speech. I don't know if I you did. saw it. Yeah. And it was really awesome. And it was exactly to this point of, um, you know, we talk about workers' rights, you complain. We talk about equality. I mean, I don't have it exactly yeah. right, equality or, you know, whatever, you complain. But if we go for a tax cut, you get in line. Quit talking about Dr. Seuss and do something for the American working class. And he's a very working class kind of guy. That's his brand. But I thought it was a very um, pointed criticism of what's happening on the right right now. Well, I think it is. And, you know, all this kind of uh, made me think about uh, both a, a true person and a novel based on, on him. And the true one was Huey Long in Louisiana, who... Uh, you know, it's this extreme populist critic, frankly, of Roosevelt, because he didn't think Roosevelt went far enough, uh, but also a demagogue uh, who was planning on running for president of the United States. And perhaps until, I am wrong order, but on the level of Trump, threatened to take this country into authoritarian. And I, I'd recommend as we wind up, uh, there's a novel based on Huey Long that's one of the most beautiful novels ever written written uh all the all the king's men by robert penn uh penn warren mm -hmm. and it, first it is worth reading for some of the most beautiful language in uh in the english language but it's also worth reading to really go back and see what this kind of republican demagoguery 
is really like and and the threat it bears for this country. Hmm. Well, that's always good to end on a, a, a book a recommendation. book recommendation. And if you can get out to your local bookstore and buy up those Dr. Seuss's before the National Liberal Committee <laughs> takes them away from you. Book burning one hundred and one. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.